Welcome aboard the mothership. For the safety of all cousins, please refrain from excessive abuse of planetary resources. Keep genetically modified organisms out of the food chain. Please, don't shift where you eat. Welcome aboard the mothership. Panic. Assumptions are the things you don't know you're making, which is why it is so disorienting the first time you take the plug out of a wash basin in Australia and see the water spiralling down the hole the other way round. The very laws of physics are telling you how far you are from home. In New Zealand, even the telephone dials are numbered anti-clockwise. This has nothing to do with the laws of physics. They just do it differently there. The shock is that it never occurred to you that there was any other way of doing it. In fact, you had never even thought about it at all, and suddenly here it is different. The ground slips. Dialing in New Zealand takes quite a bit of concentration, because every digit is where you least expect to find it. Try and do it quickly, and you will inevitably misdial, because your automatic habit jumps in and takes over before you have a chance to stop it. The habit of telephone dials is so deep that it has become an assumption and you don't even know you're making it. China is in the northern hemisphere, so its wash basins drain clockwise like ours. Their telephone dials are numbered like ours. Both those things are familiar. But every single other thing is different. And the assumptions that you don't know you're making will only get you into trouble and confusion. I had a kind of inkling that this would be the case from what little I knew of other people's experiences in China. I sat in the plane on the long flight to Beijing, trying to unravel my habits, to unthink, as it were, and feeling slightly twitchy about it. I started buying copious quantities of aftershave. Each time the duty-free trolley came around, I bought a bottle. I had never done anything like it before in my life. My normal instinctive reaction had always been just to shake my head and carry on reading my magazine. This time I thought it would be more zen-like to say... That's all right. What have you got? I was not the only person I caught by surprise. Have you gone completely mad? 
Bark asked me as I slipped a sixth different bottle into my hand baggage. I'm trying to challenge and subvert my own fundamental assumptions as to what constitutes rationally constructed behavior. Does that mean yes? I mean that I'm just trying to loosen up a bit, I said. An aeroplane doesn't give you much scope for arbitrary and alternative types of behavior, so I'm just trying to make the most of the opportunities that are offered. I see. Mark shifted uncomfortably in his seat and frowned deeply into his book.
So for me, radio is super powerful because it doesn't have the image. And for me, my image was always getting in the way of people actually hearing me. So radio is a beautiful medium. And Cousin Odd, they don't even have to know it's me, right? It's not Zoe, it's Cousin Odd. I can create this entire character who's much bigger than I am to tell these stories. A rat done bit my sister Nell with Whitey on the moon. Her face and arms began to swell and Whitey's on the moon. I can't pay no doctor bills, but Whitey's on the moon. 10 years from now, I'll be paying still while Whitey's on the moon. You know, the man just up my rent last night cause Whitey's on the moon. No hot water, no toilets, no lights, but Whitey's on the moon. I wonder why he's up in me cause Whitey's on the moon. Well, I was already giving him 50 a week, and now Whitey's on the moon. Taxes taking my whole damn check. The junkies make me a nervous wreck. The price of food is going up. And as if all that crap wasn't enough, a rat done bit my sister Nell with Whitey on the moon. Her face and arms began to swell, and Whitey's on the moon. Was all that money I made last year for Whitey on the moon? 
How come I ain't got no money here? Hmm, Whitey's on the moon. You know, I just about had my fill of Whitey on the moon. I think I'll send these doctor bills. Air mail special. To Whitey on the moon.
Well, it was early one morning Just about the break of day Angels come from glory Throw the stone away But when the women, women came along And found that their savior was gone But it ain't no grave Hold my body down But it ain't no grave Hold my body down But it ain't no grave Hold my body down When that first trumpet sound I'm gonna rise up out of the ground But it ain't no grave Hold my body down The night is almost gone Even in the day coming on Well, it ain't no grave Hold my body down
from the inside Baby, hold on tight You were so right when you said I've been drinking What was I thinking when we said goodnight?
And so think about the story that you're creating now, the story that you're telling now, in 40 years, your, your, your grandkids, your children could listen to it and hear, like it's like a time capsule. Yeah. You're saving that so future generations can listen to it. Hi, I'm Emily. Um, I'm from Clahoos First Nation on my mom's side, and my stepdad is Jordan. He's from uh, Tlaman First Nation. Uh, right now, I'm in my third year of Indigenous Studies at UVic with a minor in Applied Ethics. Yeah. <laughs> well, last week was pretty crazy because it is midterm season at school. I'm in six classes. I work two jobs on the side, and I'm also beating all the time. Um, and I guess it started with, you know, a lot of other youth going down to the legislature in Victoria. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to go right when it started because I had lots of papers and stuff due. But I started going once that week finished into the weekend and um, spent lots of hours there. I, was, I didn't stay overnight any of the nights, but I was there until like 2, 3, 4 in the morning and then would go back and go back in the morning after I slept for a couple hours before work and yeah that was my week pretty much last week. Can you tell me a little bit about uh, you know you said it was midterms you had papers etc um, how do you make this sort of decision to go down there tell me about your thoughts as it was all happening and how you finally made the decision to go. Oh I've been prioritizing this stuff um, since well, there was other actions in January after the one-year anniversary of the raids in Wet'suwet'en territory last year and so we did more of that and so I at that time in the semester it wasn't that busy so I, I did prioritize it over because I, I was able to stay on top of my school and then um, and then this time I just I really I want to keep doing this work, but at the same time, I, I do have to balance my academics if I want to be able to do more in the future. So I had to take a step back for a week and then caught up and then was able to put my energy back there. Yeah. <laughs> Can you tell me what it's like on the front line? Like, uh, you know, the images we saw of the steps of the young people chanting, singing, and also um, like so much emotion. And I know from a lot of direct actions, um, activists can really wear themselves out. There can be a lot of illness from people not looking after themselves. Tell me what you saw around you and how were people, were other people as aware um, uh, as you were in terms of caring for yourself? Mm -hmm. I think everybody was. I mean, we had a lot of Indigenous youth there and we always made sure we had the numbers, but we made sure people were going home and sleeping. We actually rented an Airbnb that was really close by, so people could even just go sleep for a couple hours or go take a hot shower or something, which was really good. But people were burning out by the end of that week at the parliament and the action that happened, the actions that happened the week before, week, two weeks before, I can't remember exactly, um, the one that was at BC Ferries and as well as the one that was at the Ministry of Energy and Mines. That one was unplanned. It actually wasn't supposed to end in arrests at all. Like, it started out as them going for coffee to talk about what to do next and kind of snowballed into a crazy evening. And um, so I think a lot of people weren't prepared for that one. So it took a toll on people. And then, um, yeah, I think 
when we decided to step down from the legislature is because things were not in a safe place for us. Um, and everyone was quite tired at that point as well. And so we decided to take some days. And then there was another action this last Friday. So yeah, everybody's trying their best, but everyone's quite tired. Uh, you know, there's a lengthy history and activism of of the the difficulties of organizing and the difficulties of getting the numbers and the people to stay. And uh, I'm, I'm, it's wonderful to hear people were caring for each other like that. When the group got so large, how did um, communication, how was, you know, keeping it kind of peaceful with everyone? How did that all work? It was amazing. We had, we have some great um, settler allies that were really key and uh, just kind of being that middle ground between the Indigenous youth and then all of the allies that were not on the steps or not, you know, so just, and it was amazing, we, the whole community rallied, like, we had food every night, like, didn't, people were bringing soups and salads and money just to buy things and, like, hygiene products and, you know, cigarettes for everyone who needs that and, like, medications, it was amazing, to be honest, um, but yeah, there was just a few key people that really yeah they're the ones who made it happen and made it really easy on the youth and then facilitating the cleanup after that it happened like really fast and all the allies were like yep we're here to clean up like yeah it was amazing to watch (laughs) and tell me when the legislature was uh you know coming into session and and horgan the speeches that he's made um yeah um that ceremony that was on tuesday we the days leading up to that we thought we were going to be removed but it just kept not happening kept not happening and then we got word that they were canceling the i i don't exactly know the name of the ceremony at the top of my head but where you know where they let the special person through the ceremonial doors that has never ever been stopped in the history of British Columbia Parliament ever so that was a huge win and um yeah you know when we're standing on the top of those in those steps and it's like a big corridor and um they were inside just inside those doors trying to give their speech but we were in ceremony drumming and singing outside which was amazing and they could hear us there was someone on the inside who was like we can hear you and then they had people filming us through their little window (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was it was quite powerful yeah to be there and standing with all of all these young people and lots of elders we had lots of support from family and elders as well which was amazing as well (laughs) did uh uh, did you face any opposition or or was did you notice any of that around have you felt any of that after in person not really we had a one guy who was dressed up in a cowboy hat who was all for the pipeline playing some country music and that's about it <laughs> you know we just you know he was he's all by himself there's 500 of us there you just look silly at this point um but i think a lot of it comes after when all the all these news sources are they're not portraying what we are doing correctly and so it creates a lot of backlash and negativity in the comment section of these pieces which you know I'm trying I'm stopping myself from going into because it can be quite damaging and 
really hard to read what people say because it's extremely racist and you know it's just you can't read it when you're doing this work because you know what we're doing is it's what we're here to do we're here to defend our land and we're not here to protest the pipeline necessarily it's like these are our human rights I mean that's at the end of the day that's all it is this is for our generations and our future and you know it's it's tough but I I think those people are just scared because they're just behind a computer screen as it is so I haven't seen like in person really any negativity at all yeah tell me when you read uh, articles showing other young people in other communities who've um, been inspired by the Victoria movement inspired by the Unistotans tell me how does it feel to have participated and to look at that across our so-called country it's it's amazing and it's not even just in our country it's it's international it's in the states we have supporters in Australia New Zealand and all over the world and it's it's kind of unbelievable but also this is exactly what we need we need the visibility and I couldn't be happier with the way it's going right now and I hope that we can keep the momentum going because it's hard work it's hard on everyone our supporters have done so much and I just I hope that we can keep doing it until it's resolved yeah so when you say that keep doing it until it's resolved was that something that the group spoke about what is uh, you know what is it that what is our call to action or what are, what are we hoping from this action by shutting down Canada what is it that we're hoping to say I can't speak on behalf of everyone I just I hope personally to see that the hereditary chiefs in the Wet'suwet'en territory you know they they are legitimate they are real their decision, decisions are real and they need to be upheld and recognized and affirmed by the colonial government and the RCMP and CGL. And I just, that's not happening right now, despite all of these actions and, you know, the UN's calling for them to withdraw and, you know, they just don't have legislation. So I hope that, <laughs> I hope it ends soon, honestly. Yeah. It's pretty, I I just am a little overwhelmed from the last couple of weeks, but I couldn't be happier being there and being with all my best friends and cousins and, you know, meeting all these amazing elders and we're just singing songs together. I couldn't, you know, there's nothing better than being in ceremony for hours at a time together. Like, I don't know, there's something about it that I don't know, it feeds your soul doing the work and leaves you, I don't feel sad when I leave. I feel happy and ready to go rest and then come back. Like I don't dread coming back. I, yeah, it's been great, <laughs> despite the circumstances. <laughs> yeah, it's right there. <laughs> so David Suzuki, if you hear this, come have coffee with me. <laughs> Kidding. <laughs> yeah. If you can just get your mind together, 
Then come on across to me We'll hold hands and then we'll watch the sunrise From the bottom of the sea But first, are you experienced? Or have you ever been experienced? Well, I am. I know, I know, you probably scream and cry that your little world won't let you go. But who in your measly little world are you trying to prove that you're made out of gold and uh, can't be sold? So, uh, are you experienced? Have you ever been experienced? Well, I have. Let me prove it to you. We. Mm-hmm. 